0: Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30, with First Seder Medrash live. First Seder Medrash, a wonderful program where one could interact live with Shurim, whether live in the Medrash, live over the Zoom video conferencing. So for more information, reach out to Rabbi Greenspan. Go to one or Rabbi Greenspan at one You could email him and join these wonderful, wonderful shurim and, and schedule of shurim throughout the entire week. It's something very special and um, and I recommend everybody who is interested and able to, to join this wonderful program. So today we're going to talk about the Nitziv Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda, Berlin, and this is a special shear for me. There were many years, for many years, I've learned through the Hemek Dover on Chomish. There were a few, three, I think three years, that was Kemat, my only focus, of course, besides Meshechachma. And there's unbelievable treasures and jewels in the Hemek Dover. And I want to dedicate this sheer to the Gesund and Refua of a very special person, Harav Hagoin Rabbi Cheskel Munk, so sein Gesund and Stark, who also has toiled and uh, found so many chidushim in the hammock dover always calling me and sending Mara M'kaymes from the netziv. So it's very special for me to be able to dedicate this year for Eliz Chusoy. So the netziv was Nifter, his Yartze was recently Chavches of Tavreish Nun Gimel in 1893. Now, he was born... Lamed Cheshvan Tov Kuf Ayin Zayin in the year 1816 in the city of Mir. His father was Rabbi Yaakov Berlin. His father, we've mentioned him already because Rabbi Yaakov Berlin was the father-in-law of the Aruch HaShulchan. So way back when we talked about the Aruch HaShulchan, we talked about Rabbi Yaakov Berlin. His mother's name was Basya Miriam. She was an enical of the Ponim Meirais, who we've also given a shir on. The Rabbi Yaakov Berlin was a wealthy person, he was a soicher, he was a businessman, but he was considered a gadol bat as well, and in fact in Meishev Dover, Hay, Meishev Dover, the Nitziv Shuvah, Simenun Gimel, there's a Chuva written by Rabbi Yaakov Berlin to his son the Nitziv, alam dasha there, he was considered a chassid beMaisav. As we said, if you recall on the sheer of the Arach HaShulchan, which Aruch HaShulchan is one of those that I printed for my daughter's chasana a few weeks ago, a few months ago actually, um, in the life Torah of our leaders, we said over there that he had given the Arach HaShulchan a big dowry that was invested with someone and the money was lost. And Rabbi Yaakov Berlin went, traveled to go see if he could get any money from the person. And when he came back, he said, um, I saw him, but I did not want to be over on Lysia, like Kenosha, and he lost that entire investment that he had given to the Aruch HaShulchan. So he was considered a God of A-Tayren, a and HaChassid B'Maitzah. Now, very interesting. When he hit the age of 50, in Barakh the year Bays, he decided he's leaving, retiring, and going to HaRT Yisrael, and he lived close to Churvas Rebihuda HaChassid, Rebihuda uh, the, Chur- the Churvas as it's known, and in a, um, he was known in Yerushalayim as Rabbi Yaakov Mirror. That's what he was known. And it was considered from the Chashuvi Yerushalayim, um, letters that were sent from Yerushalayim. Rabbi Shmuel Salant would be the first signature, and Rabbi Yaakov Berlin would be the second signature. It's interesting, in a letter that he wrote to his daughter, the wife of the Arach HaShulchan, he writes, I'm living here a life of riches. And he gives a mashal, he says, When Rav of the B'nei Yerushalayim, they prepare food for Shabbos, so they prepare the food made out of fruits. He says, because fruits is a a common thing here, fresh fruits. He says, but for me, since I'm rich, they prepared for me from potatoes because he says potatoes don't grow here in Yisrael. the ground is not good for that it's hard ground potatoes need soft ground so it's a very it's yakara matsius it's a, it's a it's something that's uh, not common and they bring it specially from Odessa so he says um he says that potatoes here are just like by you in Lita and Mir for you if you want to get a fresh fruit that's something very valuable you can't get it and yes you spend uh spend a lot of money uh, 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 on, uh, it's very expensive. And potatoes, and lit, uh, that's poor man's food. Here it's the exact opposite. Fresh fruit, that's common. Everybody has that. Potatoes is a rich man's food. So it's like an upside-down world that he was telling his daughter, I'm so rich here that I eat potatoes. <clears throat> now, um, in one of his last uh, letters he writes to the Arach HaShulchan, it seems that his son The Rachashulchan's brother-in-law. There was also a rich person, and because of the uh, Mahama, the war between uh, Germany and Austria, so he lost a lot of his money, and because of that, uh, he owed a lot of money, and he had to make a deal with uh, his creditors. I guess to pay like pennies on the dollars and the the uh, the Yadka Berlins r- writes that this situation is so painful for him, he doesn't even know if he's going to live much longer because of it. And he says, Soal kesam harishen al Um this is the first stain on my name in my entire life, shali, in my entire life, that his son could not pay up fully his creditors and had to pay pennies on the dollar. He says that was the biggest stain for him. Now the Mekar Baruch, which is the Teretz Mima, the Arach son, we mentioned this, he writes that, his, that Rabbi Akab Berlin was Nifter on the 10th of Cheshvan in the year Tuf Reish Lamed. Um, this is what he writes. And he even had a simon, he had a simon for it, he said his father gave him a simon, that the simon is chai because the Cheshvan is the 8th month and it was the 10th day of the 8th month. And he has a whole story over there how once he was in Relajan, the Nitziv forgot his father's yard site and he thought maybe he had the date wrong, maybe it was Tess instead of Yud. And then Nitziv told him, why didn't you remind me? Next year, remind me. again, Zemaysa. Now, I saw brought down somewhere that when Rabbi Yaakov Berlin was Nifter, you'll see in a moment why I'm saying this, Rabbi Yaakov Berlin was Nifter, he was buried on Harazasim, and years later, the Nitziv's son, Rabbi Chaim Berlin, was buried not far from him. And when I prepared this year, before I went to Eretz Israel, I just came back yesterday from Eretz Israel. My son, Baruch Hashem, got married last week on Wednesday in Arteinu HaKadosh, and Yerushalayim And I prepared this year before I left. And when I saw that, I said to myself, I have Baruch Hashem bin Hanharazesim numerous times. Um, I try to go when I go to Eretz and I know exactly where Reb Chaim Berlin's kever is, right near the Maril Diskin. So I said it would be wonderful if I'd be able to find Reb Yaka Berlin's kever. It doesn't seem, they say it's not far from Reb Chaim Berlin. So I actually went on to Mount uh, org or whatever the website is, where you could search for Kvarim. And I found the exact shura and space of Reb Chaim Berlin, which I said, like, I know where that is. And he was like, they write uh, kever 27 and Shura Ches over there. And uh, the Reb Yaakov Berlin, it says, is in the same row, uh, Kevra 31. So I said, that's unbelievable. It's four kvarm away. It'll be unbelievable if I'll be able to go there. So after Vasikin, which is when I usually go to Harazesim, I went with a few of my chaverim who had come in special for the Chasana, these are Haverim who we've gone to Europe together and I took them to Harazesim to many many Kvarm over there <coughs> so we got to Chaim Berlin we all started looking for B'yaka Berlin's kever for Kvarm in this direction, in that direction, up and down, we're looking all around can't find it, I couldn't believe it I went back and I pulled up the website from Mount Olives and there's actually a picture of the Matseva. so I knew what we were looking for still we couldn't find it then I saw in the picture that there's a little bit of a sliver of the Matzeva next to it. And it said, I saw what it said, Salant. So I said to myself, the Salants are much lower. They're about seven or eight rows lower on Haraz in this Chalka. Reb Shmuel Salant, Reb Yosef Zundel Salant, a bunch of Salants are over there. So we went down there, and kach hava, I found the kever of Reb Yaakov Berlin. Poi Nitzman, Reb Yaakov, Reb Yehuda Berlin. It doesn't say Avianitziv, it doesn't say any of that. So I don't know how many people know, I'm sure there are people, how many people know that this is the Nitzv's father. So I'll, I'll post this picture a little later after the shir. But I was eichet to be of of Berlin's Matseva. The only thing is that in his Matseva it's written that he was Nifter Yud Dal Cheshvan tof Reish Chav ches, which has come out a full two years before the Teretz Mima has it on Yud Cheshvan taf Reish lamit. So I can't tell you which one is right and Which one is wrong, but this is what it says on the kever on Harazasim that he was Nifter Yudal Cheshvin Tafresh um, Chav Ches. Again, it's Yaduan Mekar baruch. Sometimes the details are not so exact over there, and again, it was what they found out from Eretz Yisrael to go what they found out back in Europe. Could be some of the dates, I can't tell you if years also got messed up, but this is, um, it's more Mestaber Yud to Yudal it got. Uh, mistaken, as opposed to a two-year gap. That's a little bit more mustaber but that's what it says. So I was Zeichel last week, Wednesday morning, it was there day of the Chassana, to be by the kever of Rav Yaakov Berlin, the father of the Nitziv, and also by the Nitziv's son, Reb Chaim Berlin. Okay, so that is his father. Now, his son, Chaim, his son writes um, in the Taldas, the Nitziv's son, I'm saying, writes So we don't know exactly what year his father was born, we don't know who his Rabbeim were, there's a famous story that he wasn't learning well and his father was told him he's going to go become an apprentice to the shoemaker. Rabshal Shvadon in Shalavicha Chelek Bey says this story. Um, there's different versions of the story depending on the version one of the Eneklach of the Nitziv Rabbi Yaakov Kasavitsky, I think his name was or something like that um, in the Sefer es Machama, he Mochama br- I'm sorry he brings from the Sefer Eiz Mochama a similar story and he says it's not true. So I don't know um, for sure if the mice is true. They say that when he, when he put out the shayla, he made a whole party because he would have been asked as a shoemaker, where's the HaMeksheila? Again, he does not bring this story in the Akdama, but it's a well-known story in Kla Yisrael. But either way, he had to be very young when that story happened because by the age of 13 and a half, Rabitzalah Velazhener, this Rosh Hashiva Volazhin, the son of Rav Chaim Velazhener, took him as a son in law. So by that time, he must have been someone uh, who knew how to learn. And um, this was Rebitzula's, uh daughter, Ranya Basya. And a year later, at the age of 14 and a half, is when he finally um, married her. At 13 and a half, they made the Shidduch. For the next 20 years, the netziv basically locked himself up in a room in Velazhin from age 14 to 40, 34, and he learned with an unbelievable uh, shkeda, an unbelievable hasmada, and in those years is when he composed and he wrote the Hemek Shela and the Shiltois, three chalakim, that he printed while he was alive, the Emek Hanitziv and the Sifri, which was printed after he was Nifter, Teres and and which Mechilta, which was never printed as the Ksav Yad, Rina Shel this is when he wrote these Svarim. And even those people close to him didn't chap how great he was in those years. Even his Shvera of did not chap his godless in those years. The Makar Baruch brings that he was once going on a wagon to the train station with the Netziv, his uncle the Netziv. And, he, the, and the Nasiv told him that he was young. The, even the Tamid chachamim around him, they didn't really were Misyach as much to him. They, they, didn't, they didn't talk to him. And uh, he was very lonely. They thought that he was not so great. He was less in and less in Chachma. He said there were times that he felt very bad about it again, I quote him at I know there's a lot of irurim on things that he said, the but he writes there that uh, the Nitziv told him that at times he thought about jumping ship to the Balabatim side of things, however, the Radal, Rebdov was mechazikim, and he told him that, no, <coughs> that these people are jealous of your Shkeda, of your diligence, this diligence is going to give you an unbelievable future, and in a if said, if all of Kleset is like a, a Bederech uh, Melitza, if all of... <coughs> excuse me. If all of Kalal Yisrael has to say once a week on Shabbos, L'david baruch Sashem, yes he says, I'm mechuyiv to say L'david, meaning L'david the Radal, baruch Sashem, yes I have to say it as a shir shal yoyim, because he was mechazik me, and I continue to uh, stay in my learning, so to speak. In the year Tafresh Tezvav, the Radal actually gave him a Haskama on the Shela. In the Akdamet Hemeksheila, the Nitziv writes about the Radal that he wrote him a Haskama. It seems that Rebitzel of Leshner at that time came across some letters between the Nitziv and the Radal, and at that point he was makir who the Nitziv, what he had accomplished in the last 20 years. And um, in Tafresh Zayin, he made him a magid shir in uh, the yeshiva. Now, in fact, in the Sefer Shemesh Chachamim, um, they bring down a ma'isa there. Shemesh Chachamim, written by um, Rabasha Asher Bergman from Gedalia Yisrael, saying over about different gedolim. And he says over there that there was once a ma'isa. Rav said over a ma'isa that one time the Netziv was walking with the Sefer Tyrant, in the Vilashni Yeshiva and he tripped by davening and they both fell. And Ravitzula gave a shray and he said pick up the Nitziv first and then pick up the Sefer Torah because he's a Lebedic, a Sefer Torah like Kamatip Shoyani Gavri that they stand, up, they stand up, the Gemara says, in front of a Sefer Torah They don't stand up in front of a Gavri Rabbah. So Rabitzula, here you see was Maka the Gadlis and he said, pick up the Nitziv and then pick up um, the Sefer Torah. In race tests, <clears throat> so this is 1849, uh, um, Rebitzala was... Um, Rabitzel of Elijah was Nifter, and his oldest son in law, Rabbleazar Yitzchok, became the Rosh Hashiva, the main Rosh Hashiva, and the Nitziv was considered the second Rosh Hashiva of Elijah. A few years later in Tafray Shud Gimel, Yitzchak was Nifter, and now the Nitziv was all of about 36 years old, and he became the Rav and Avbezdin of Elijah and the Rosh Hashiva. And the Beis Halevi, or who would become the Beis Halevi, Rabbi Yosef Doiv Halevi Salavichik, who was about 34, he became the second Rosh Hashiva. He was an anical of Reb Chaim V'lajner, through Reb Chaim V'lajner's, a daughter. So again, Reb Bitzel is Reb Chaim's son. The Nitziv is his son-in-law. And so he's a grandson-in-law. And um, the Beis Halevi is also a grandson of Reb Chaim V'lajner, And they were the two Rosh Hashivas. Now at that time, Rabitsula had a son, Reb Leo Zalman, he was the Reb Itzula's only son, and his mishpacha made some Tzamerurim, that he should become the um, Rosh Yeshiva and they brought the Nachalaz David, who was the, one of the Talmidim, Reb Chaim Velozhener, and Reb Zalman Zev, the dying in Vilna, to decide this, and they kept it, that the Nitziv and the Beis HaLevi were the two Rosh Yeshiva in Velozhen, not Reb Itzula's son. In Tosh, Tafri Zion, there was a machleikus between, the, oh, I don't want to call it two camps, as we'll see in a moment, but the two between the Nitziv's followers and the Beis fa- followers. So again, this is Tav Shud Gimel. When they became together Rashi Yeshiva for the next four years, the following happened. The The way the, uh, the, tari- the Makar Barov, the tari- Mima, is Magdir, he explains the Nitziv's learning. He says the Nitziv would be Maimik, he would go back to the source and he would go into each and every word and each and every letter of the Rishinim. Um, and he would go through each one svarah until it came to the uh the Halacha muchlatis. Masenkin the base Halevi, he was more of of he held a pilpul charif. He would very, very much into the pilpul, into the sharpness, and into the lambdas to try to be Ma'ir also, he would get his talmidim, who could be sharper, who could be a bigger Lamdin. he was trying to get them to think, he wanted to be Ma'ir, kinas chachma. So there was a different way of learning, an entirely different way of learning, um, between the Beis Halevi and um, the Nitziv. Now it's interesting, later on, as we're going to say, um, the Rabhaim Chaim the Beis Halevi's son, also became the second Rosh Hashiva together with the Nitziv in Valazhin Later on, he was he had married the Nitziv's granddaughter, so he was a double relation to him. And there was also a difference between their learning. Um, the way that <coughs> Reb Shmuel said, "B'shem Reb his Rebbe, the Reb Shimon used to go to Reb Chaim Sheurim because of much more Lamedis, and the Nitziv was much more Bikias. That's the way he was Magdarit. It was much more Bikias type of learning." Until one time, Reb Shimon was, was matrenzach, he was toiling over a and Bav and uh, he came, fine, hours and hours he couldn't figure it out. This is brought down, by the way, in Shemusha Shalterah from Reb Shach. And uh, he went over to the nitziv. and before he could ask the question, the nitziv already knew which Rashbam it was, knew what the problem was, and he told him, you know how many times I already went to Reb Chaim Volojner's kever to be zaycheh to understand this Rashbam? And Reb Shimon at that time chapt that the Nitziv was also a Lamdin, And even though his Shir wasn't exactly like that. And from then on, Reb Shimon started going to the Nitziv shiurim as well. So this was the Nitziv, And because of this, back to the difference in the Beit HaLevi and him, the way they gave the shiurim were different. In the Nitziv's shear, everything was very calm and quiet. And Ben the Imus, the Beis HaLevi's Shir was very stormy. They were fighting in svaras. So there was, it ended up being, so to speak, it turned into two camps in Velazhin. And the question was, now the Beis Halevi's camp, so to speak, held that he should be the main Rosh Hashiva. So they brought a dintaira, famous dintaira. The Achles David came again. Rabbi Yosel also another Talmud, Rabbi Yosel Um Rezel Volf, which I'm assuming is the same one from before of the Dayan in Vilna, and Rabbi Khan Inspector, the four of them came, four Gedolim. And after everything, they were machlit that the, that the nitziv is the main rosh hashiva, and the Rebbe Salevi remains the secondary rosh hashiva, and then there was a shayla, a few days um, shear hadn't been given. Usually what happened was, the nitziv would give shear on the Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and the Rebbe Salevi Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But they started arguing, since one of them had missed the shear. who should give shear on that day when the din'tayru was paskan. So they decided that they're going to split the shear. They both said shir, and in a show of shalom, each one said shir in the opposite the way he said. Meaning the Beis HaLevi said a shir in the derech of the netziv, and the netziv said a shir in the derech of the Beis HaLevi, and it says over there was a simcha g'doil in the yeshiva, that Baruch Hashem, there was shalom in the yeshiva. Now in Shubhaz Meshiv shivdavr, ch'elagdal, it's him and Hey in Tafresh Chav Gimel, Now I saw somewhere, some claim that this tshuva was written during, so to speak, the Machlaikas, but clearly from the date it's not like that. But there's a shail over there about letting a man remarry without a heterme rabonim, and he writes over there that the Nativ writes, I want to be matter of a chalilo lismach don't rely on me, if not, the Rabbi Yosef from here is maskim, and another from the Gadali Hadar, if you have the Beis HaLevi, and another gadol be maskim, then you could be soymach Amaipsak. So you see in what high regard the Nativ held um, the Beis HaLevi. For the next 40 years, from Tav Reish Yud Gimah, Tav Nun Beis, from when he became Rosh Hashiva, these were the golden years in uh, Volazhin, And the way he describes the yeshiva in a letter, he, even HaRoshel Achzok Hesateri B'Yisrael, this is the main foundation for being Machzik tayran K'lai Yisrael. In Kidmas ha'Emek Dak Damatei he refers to malaini this is the place that I live. Mikarsosuni, this is the source of all my joy. Bal kol all of my intent, all of my uh, of 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 everything that I do um, is in the yeshiva. This is the yeshiva's entire life, and the way to to uh, be say the schedule. He would come to chakras in the yeshiva was now well known. When you heard the nitziv say his Rabbah, you felt the avas hatera. And he said about himself, any day he doesn't cry, After davening, he will learn Chumash. And it seems to me that it wasn't such a big shear that came. It seemed a voluntary thing. It wasn't such a big oilam that came to the shear, And this is where the Hemek Dover was printed from. But his son writes, and he says, that the printing of the Hemek Dover, you can't really get the true joy that you would feel when you would hear the she'er. If you would hear the she'er, you would have such a tainug and a pleasure hearing the nitziv say, chidu she'man that you can't get it, the printing doesn't do it justice. After the she'er, he would come home, F- a few hours later, two hours later, he would come back to the yeshiva, and he would just walk around the Bismedrish, Medrash, he would go to his seat, and he would learn some prakim of Mishnayis, he would learn a lot of Mishnayis, then he would leave, then he would come back, and depending on the day, if he gave shear, then he was there. If the Beis Levi gave shear, he wasn't there. But every two hours he would come back to see and, and and to go around in the Mismajish. And this is all day and all night. In Velazhin, there was 24 hours learning. There were mishmara shifts of 20, that there should always be learning in the Mismajish. And every two hours he would come back throughout the day and throughout the night, and he would um, see what's going on. That mysa with the Rav Shimon, when he met the Nitziv, was in the middle of the night, the Nitziv was coming to check up on and, um, and the Besmejish. Now the Mechar Baruch writes, Makar Baruch was a Talmud in Valashin, and he writes, the way that he taught his Talmudim to learn, is first to learn Rashi, without any Mepharshim, until until that they would, um, they would be kind of a, a, a great amount of, um, so to speak, Bekios, Gemara, Rashi, and Taisvis, then you can learn the Mefarshim that are Negeat, Tapshat, the then Rif, Rosh, Tor, Beisheisim, and till you can come to the Halacha. He says, the way he described it, people who learn Paiskim without learning the source in the Gemara, so the way that the Nitziv would say it, he would say, Yeshaimrim, and they say this, Beisheim, Reb Chaim, that it's like eating fish without pepper. So there's no tam to it. And the, but the Nativ says, I say the exact opposite. If you learn the Paiskin without the Gemara, it's like eating the pepper without the fish. You're eating the pepper without having the actual fish there. There's passion, no time at all. You don't have anything to it, just the pepper. Now, he was not Mechaev the Bochram to learn Bechav However, it was well known in the Yeshiva that he was much happier with those who learned Bechav and any time he would speak, he would be Mishabach. Those who learn Bechav and he would say that those who learn alone are Karav Levadai. It's very uh, assured that they are going to come to a mistake and not have anyone to correct them. Now, this is an interesting thing. He was not uh, happy with Tamidim who, who davened lengthy Tfilois more than the set time for davening, And he said a very interesting thing. He says, when a person is maktish himself, entirely for the purpose of being masig to achieving skulas as like B'nei Yeshiva, that their purpose in coming to learn is they're dedicating themselves to be zaycheh to skulas as So he says, what they are showing is talmud keneged kulam. And Talmud Torah, Kinege Kulam, is even Kaneget HaTzvilo. More than the set time for davening. Of course, you have to daven whenever that set time is. But to be Meirich more than that? No. Talmud Torah, Kinege Kulam, if this is your job, that's what you have to focus on. And um, in fact, in Hemek uh, Dover, in Vayikra, Perich Chof, he talks about Aesachat Teres He writes, Rakayachat Talmud, when you're learning Talmud, Mikadish Umayle it sanctifies and uplifts a person. So, therefore, if you want your Tfilah to be mikubal, don't make a longer Tfilah, Adarabah, go learn more, and Mimela, your Tfilah will be mikubal. Now, he felt this was so important when his wife got sick, and at that time they could not find a refuah for her. All of the Yidin and Velazhen went into the shul, and they wanted the Nitziv did not allow the yeshiva to stop learning to say, to say, to Hillim. And um, he says, he said, um, and he answered them when they were trying to get him to do it, he was crying, but he said, There's nothing greater than Talmud Torah, and there is no person in the world that it's right to be Mavatil Talmud Torah for them. So after a while, they convinced him. They convinced him, and they were urging him. And he said, "Okay." He was matter. They should stop for fifteen minutes. And after fifteen minutes of Tehillim, he gave a clap. He said, "Back to learning," and he stopped them himself. And at that point, his wife did get better. And he said the reason she got better was not because of the Tehillim. The reason was because he knew to be Magbil the bittel Torah only to 15 minutes. Since he gave a set amount only 15 minutes, because of that schus is why she got better. Now, the Nativ signs most of his letters. You look in, in Hemek Shela, he writes, and also he writes this actually in the title page of most of his Svarim, Ha'amus Ba'avoyda, the one who's busy with Avoidah or sometimes he writes, Betirda, and because he was very busy with Talmide HaYeshiva, he was very mustered to the Talmidim, he knew personally each one was going on with them. If, um, if they got sick, he would come visit them, he would speak to the doctor. And in fact, the in Meshiv Davar Keile Gimel Siman Zion he writes Zion he writes Tirda Yeshiva Musalai The Tirda of the Yeshiva I'm so busy with over yikhur hazman especially in the beginning hazman vekhadoshum vebkarim boim there's new bakharim coming Valani lahachne lahakir kolach I have to bring them in I have to be Makir and recognize and learn each one lashkiach ulparnes ulhamik bishurim there's so much here taking care of the talmidim and in fact, they say that he was so involved with the talmidim and he was so mechazik them that they write in Viloshin: every person saw in himself that he is someone who is going to be in the future a gadol. Everyone he was mechazik each and every one; each one saw that they are going to accomplish something in life. Now, as we said before, in Tafresh Chavhei, the Beis Halevi left Velojin and he became the Rav of Slutsk, and in Tafresh Lamid the son-in-law of the Nitziv, Rebbe Shapiro, took over as second Rosh Hashiva, and like we said, they they, they gave Shurim three days a week, the Nitziv, and three days a week, the other Rosh Hashiva. In Tafresh Mem, Rebbe left to become a Rav, and his son-in-law, Rebbe Chaim Salavitchi, became the second Rosh Hashiva in Belazhin. Now to talk about his Svarim, the Hemek Sheila on Shiltos, from Tafresh Chafalif, is on the Shiltos of the Rebbe and in the in the these svarim, there's hakdamas, very long hakdamas, where he's masber ha atira For example, in the hakdamah to Bereshis, he's mazber, that there are two halakim to tyra. One is called H and one is called Das. The halakas apsukai is the very clear halakas. Those are called the Das, the laws, the hakira and the drisha. But when you have to be maimik, you have to go into it and and learn things and explain things. That's the fire of tyra. And he says, the purpose is that you should connect the ish with the dust The halachas psukas with the lambdas and the drisha chagira, that's Teira's esh and dust together. Now, the fact that he wrote on the Shiltas to Rabbi Chaigoin, he was very much Margil himself to to um, to be Maimik in the Rishonim. Um, like we said before, that was his Mahalik in the going back to the source with the Rishinim, So he writes over there in Nakdama also, Since my Regilos, my custom is, learning Rishayinim Huggartil Bikitsurim. That's when I write, I also write in the Rishayinim style, very bikitzer, That's also Nakdama's to the Shiltas. Um, in Tshuvas Ch'elek Be'ez, he says, V'amokam yoreineinu aldivre rishaynim HaKadosh Baruch Hu should enlighten us should be able to understand the Rishaynim. Kehema haifanim They're like the wheels. bohem nifnim. That the psak, that's how we go through the wheels of the Rishaynim. So he's very much into the Bimayimik and the Rishaynim. And that's why his first Sefer here is based even earlier on the Goynim, and the Shiltus Teravachai Goyim. Um... Now, besides for the Rishonim, his son writes in a letter that Reb Kivayger held a Mokim Kadosh in his eyes, and any time the Netziv mentioned Reb Kiveger, his entire body would shake. The Chubas Reb Kiveger lay posak me'al Shulchanai did not leave his table, and he would yush Margala It was a constant refrain by him. That anyone who's ma'ayin in the Svarim of Ribki you'll see Yiras Hashem Tahira. You'll see Yiras Hashem Anova Yiseira in unbelievable humility Bechoshura Veshura. We might have mentioned this by Ribkivegar Shir as well, I don't recall, but I think so, that there's no greater Musar Sefer than learning Chuva's Rikivegar. And his son writes one word in Ribkivaagar with memachria That would be the hakra Kama Vikama Dafim isvarmachirum. Even if there's many pages and other Svaram who say differently, one word of Ribki Vegar was worth more to him than all of that. So that's the I just was saying that that hagav when we talk about how he was mimik and Rishonim, but he held Rebbe Kiva as well, like in this stature. His, his next sefer, Rina Shel Teira and Shir Hashirim, he writes in the, in the title page, Levara She Yisrael B'chaleiv La'avas Hashem M'kushar Amadei De Shkaites HaTayra. It's coming to explain the Klai Yisrael Ar M'kushar Ta'Kadosh Baruch Hu either through Teira or Karbones, Shkaites HaTayra or Karbones, because... They have such avas HaKadosh Baruch And that is his Sefer on Shir Hashirim. At the end of the Sefer, he wrote a special mimer called Sher Yisrael, which he explains the concept of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism and Sinas Yisrael in the world. Chumish is Hemek Dover and Herchov Dover and Toph Reh and he writes in the beginning, the title page, Loichiyach, very similar to the Malbim as we said last two weeks ago there's nothing there's no extra things and changes in the Torah Any little Nikudur, any little stress, Ham that seem to be extra al Kavanas they are here to show us a very lofty Kavanas. The Gam is Khazal And even Drosh's Khazal are really in the depth of pshat, very similar to what the Malbim did um, like we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago. He has Hagadas Imre Shefer, which are some Pirushim, and the Hagada, which is also fascinating, fascinating um, Divrei Torah. There, Birchas Hanetziva, Mechilta, Emek Hanetziva, Al Sifri. We mentioned these before. Chuvas Meishiv is a very small amount of his Chuvas. He had hundreds more Chuvas that he wrote that he never copied over and kept a copy for himself. And the Agdama, he writes that he really never planned on printing his Shuvahs. And he writes in the Akdama there, Rak is a kanti And this happened, Sh- he wrote this about 15 weeks before his Petira, as we'll see later on. He says, I got old and I had many Yisurim. Ki a a he was paralyzed on the left side of his body. And I came to Warsaw, he says, I came to Varsha to uh, come to the doctors and people t- convince me that I should bring some of my tshuvas to printing, it should be a schus. And he says, but you have to be very careful. Many of these tshuvas I wrote when I was very young. So he wrote this Hakdama in tafresh Nun Gimel 15 weeks before um, before his um, before his Petira. And was, we'll see a little bit later how he signed that hakdamah differently than other Hakdamas. There's also the Muraim Sada his Chidushim Anshas. To understand his midas, his son writes that there was a uh, an air of joy, a air, air of calmness that was always around him. No matter what was going on, he was always calm. He was never nervous. He was never upset. There was always an avirah shal simcha around him. And he went through a lot of tsaris. His he had a son Michal, who was nifti when he was young. He himself in Baltavre Shlomagil lost his wife. If you remember, he married his niece, the Aruch daughter. Afterwards, his son Reb Chaim Berlin lost his wife when uh, when she as a, at a young age, which uh, which was very hard for him. There was a lot of uh, malshinas to the government against the yeshiva, for example. Like he writes in Shuvas Bay, Similam and Hay in Tafresh Memches. He writes in these days in ibitsar there's a lot of worry a lot of pain daiti he says this is my life here and unfortunately i'm not able to think so my my mind is not able to be you know to write a stikeltayro but his son says afilo you never saw it on him you never saw the daiga you never saw the fear you never saw the worry adiraba there was always calmness around him and in fact, this is an interesting thing. When he printed the Hemek Dover, very short after, shortly afterwards, most of the Svarim were burnt. And only a few sets were saved. And it was never reprinted till after his death. So he cannot, never saw the Hemek Dover that he worked so hard on. The Hemek Dover is unbelievable. You go through each word in Chumash, Chidushim, what he what he's Oymet on, what he says, Hemek Dover, if you can learn and learn it, there's always new Chidushim there. And he was never zeicher really to see it being spread in Klal Yisrael because it got destroyed. And as the son writes, Nikaris Alpon of Tamen Ritzinus in Hanefesh he always saw this calmness on his face. He was always in a very good mood. Um <clears throat> Now it's very interesting when he talks about Klai Yisrael. There's a Meredik at Shuvet, Kedai to look at in Chelek Aleph Simimem Dalid where he talks about someone wrote in some type of pamphlet or some some type of Gilein how this is the worst generation in the history of Klai Yisrael. And he writes over there, Mereish Yesh Ladas Divrei it's not the way this person writes. He says that it's not true. It's not emes. And he writes about it. He goes through different periods in Kala Yisrael. Every generation had its nishayness. And we could you know, extrapolate that to our generation as well. If you have time to look at that. Fascinating chuva. And here, Tafresh Memtes was Shemitah, and there was a big Machleikas is G'day Israel. if you're allowed to be matir selling to the land to a guy like we do for Pesach. Now, I gave Shurim on this. You go on my website, I have over 50 Shurim on, on Inyoni Shemitah that I've been giving in, in in Shul over the past year. And uh, this Shemitah year and um, in in one of those where I talk about a Shemitah's minat we talk about the nitziv. We talk about this sugya. This is not the hetar mechira of today. This is a different type of thing, um, selling to a guy like we do for um, for for chametz. And uh, there was a big tumult if you're allowed to do this or not. If Shemitah's you can't. If you can be matter, like chametz as well. So he wrote a Kunshus HaShemitah, which is in tshuves, in the end of uh, Chelech Beis, of his chuvas, And he comes out, Shemitah B'zman bin And when it comes to supporting the Yishuv of Eretz Yisrael with money, and he writes over there an interesting thing. He says, Eretz We're not giving money to um, support an Eretz of Plishtim. Kim nishmais Eretz Hashem. We are here. To return and to set up the neshamas of Eretz Yisrael to uli Yisrael. nishmar bikarev We're only supporting if those people in Eretz Yisrael keep the Torah of a mitzvah. Somehow the, the nitziv because of his love for Eretz Yisrael was chapt the the uh, the the of the time who weren't necessarily out to make a Frum Yishuv, chaptat the nitziv was from their supporters. But you see clearly over here, he says, we're not doing that. The only reason we're supporting Eretz Yisrael, if it's going to be that the neshama of Hashem and Klai Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael, with the teires and the mitzvahs, and therefore he held to make a hetter mechira to sell it to the gayim, that's not something that we're going to do. And in fact, in Aruch HaShulchan HaAsid, um, in Simon Tzavah in Zerayim, when he talks about this Shaila, he writes Kimavur b'Tshuvas Gisi Hagoyin Atzadik like it's mavur in the Chuva of my brother-in-law, who was also his son-in-law. The Goyin Tzadik Miveloshin that he comes out the Shemitah is They write so. In the year Tafri Shidches the Maskilim started to be malshin that the yeshiva they're not teaching Lemu Dechal there and. Um, and the, the yeshiva was closed officially in the government papers, but they Yisra, let it continue even though it was officially closed. It went on for many years, it was, it was still open and still functioning until he Shvat Taf the yeshiva was closed down and locked up by the government, and everyone had to leave. And in a famous letter from Rabbi Chaim Berlin, his son, he writes that, Tzivolai Abba Kaidim Matirasai, my father was Mitzavami before he was Nifter that it was Moser Nafshay on the Yeshiva not to bring in Limud Echel, and because of that, the Yeshiva was closed, and because of that, he got sick, his final sickness that he never got better from, and he said, he was mitzav that I should never be masking Bishum Oifen to compromise on this, and he said, my son, it shouldn't be bad in your eyes that this thing, the Natsiv Rites, caused me to be nifter for the world because this is something Kedai to, to be Moser Nafshiya love. This is what my father told me. Chavvav of Tavresh and two days before he was nifter in Warsaw. Now, truthfully, after the yeshiva was closed, and Etziv wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael, but because there was a lot of chayvus the yeshiva had, he had to stay and collect money. Um Like we said, he was wandering around, and he 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 uh, he had a stroke. As we said before, half his body was paralyzed. His body was paralyzed. Like we said, he wrote in the akdama to me In that akdama, instead of signing like he did all his other svarim, ha the one who's busy, he writes hinani hakayev, the one who's pained, umetzapel Yeshua. So you see his situation at the time. He didn't write. He signed it the regular way. And on chafches of tafresh and gimel, he was nifter in Varsha and Warsaw. His Leviah was there of Shabbos. 40,000 people came to the levaya, and he was buried in the cemetery in Varsha. I was likely to be there a few years ago. Later on, Reb Chaim was buried right next to him. Reb Chaim was also in Varsha because of World War I at the time. He had to run away from risk. And he was in Varsha and they're buried in an oil together there in Varsha. His son Reb Chaim was masked him and he said the famous Agada, Bishas T'Churban that the, the Medrash tells us that the kehanim said to the rabbi nishalaylam, here's the keys of the Beis HaMikdash, if there's no Beis HaMikdash, we're not right to have the keys to it, take the keys back yourself. They threw up the keys to HaKadosh and the major says, a hand came and grabbed the keys. Zokt Reb in Berlin about his father. He says, that the Mikdash of Torah of was destroyed. Who was the key to the Yeshiva? Who was the Mafteach of the Yeshiva? His father, the Nitziv, was the Mafteach. And if there's no yeshiva anymore, you don't need the mafteach anymore. And therefore, why did he? Ha- he therefore, there was no reason for him to live anymore. And therefore, Yarda Yad Ho'Eish min Shamayim, a fiery hand from Shamayim came and took the key of the Yeshiva, the key of the Yeshiva, the Nitziv, and took him up to Shamayim. This is the Nitziv. The Gedolei Oilam said, the Lemaisa, the Nitziv, remained stark not to, to, to close Valojin Because of that, all the Talmideh Valashin had to leave. And because of that, so many different yeshivas throughout Europe opened up from all these Talmudim. And that's really Hashkochas Hashem, that Torah continued to flourish in Kelal Yisrael. Ad if the yeshiva, if they would have compromised and the yeshiva would have remained open... Who knows if all these yeshivas would exist? But because of that, they were all forced to leave. That's part of Hashkoch HaZashem. This is the legacy the netziv left for us. Zchus Yogin Aleinu Valka Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kol